Podcasts are an independent way for podcasters like me to bring a local voice to your ears. At the Spent the Rent Podcast, we strive to raise awareness of topics that affect the often underrepresented. Our title sponsor, Oregon Cashflow Pro, offers free money management advice that can help you take control of your finances. At OregonCashflowPro.com, you will find videos to guide you towards your goal of financial freedom. For more info, there will be a link in the show notes. The following podcast is available on all major streaming sites, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can now listen to all previous episodes, donate to the podcast, and buy shirts directly from the Spent the Rent podcast at our newly designed official website, strpod.com. Today on the podcast, we are joined by four young men who make up a band that has mastered the art of doing things their own way. Blending indie rock and jazz to form their own self-proclaimed sound, Plant Rock. Hailing from right here in Eugene, Oregon, a hotbed of independent music and entertainment, a place where fitting in will make you not fit in. Coming up next, a conversation with the band, Spiller. Spent the Rent Podcast. I am your host, Self Esteem Boat Willie. My guest today is the band Spiller. Guys, welcome to the podcast. Hey. Hello. What's up? How's it going? So, um, we're going to go through first and just introduce you. This is the band Spiller. Uh, there's four of you. One of you couldn't make it. Luke is not here. So, I'm just going to go through the line. And even though people can't see you, I'll, I'll, uh, we'll give your names and what you play. So, we'll start with you. Hi, I'm Justin and I play drums. What's up? I'm Aiden. I play bass. Hey, I'm Luke. I mean, <clears throat> I'm Sam, and I play guitar and sing. So like I said before, Luke couldn't make it. He had to work. Um, we don't really know how he has a job. We're not going to talk about Luke right now. So anyways, um, we'll kind of go, you know, one of the things about doing a podcast is that you're, it's low budget, you know, so we are, we have the band is sharing a mic. And so if there's some technical difficulties, then just deal with it audience that's the way it's gonna go and i'll kind of direct questions individually to each of you and so maybe i'll just start with you luke um when you guys put the band together uh how did it come about i mean you know in the bio i'd wrote that uh started with uh, you know you guys all are students at the university of oregon and you lived on the same floor of a dorm or yeah basically uh luke sam and i justin uh we all met at spiller in the Hamilton uh, halls at University of Oregon and we were just all living on the same floor and basically we just kind of like jammed a lot <laughs> together. Where Even, did you guys have your music set up? Like on the floor? It was, there's like this dingy little basement practice room nice. in Hamilton and it was like really bad because <laughs> right. like the drum set there was like wrecked and there's just like, I don't know, it was a pretty tight space so it was kind of hard for us to jam and rehearse but we kind of just made it work right yeah so right off the bat i mean were any of you roommates with each other or was it just so just all kind of randomly we were just all living on the same floor we all had different roommates like i my roommate was the president of a pie like a he was like a pretty hardcore frat dude but he was like super cool um right and but 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 he was super cool yeah <laughs> but yeah. he was, no, it, it was, was super awesome yeah right yeah and then sam had um uh 
a trombone player named I don't remember his name Matt yeah and he was like a year older and I don't know yeah he was just right. chill yeah and it just kind of comes about I mean that's the thing I I tell when you are from Eugene and you go to the University of Oregon if you live with your parents I think you miss out on the experience of living in the dorms because for one the girls like <laughs> having that common bond is huge and you're when you're a freshman you're a piece of shit so like. So basically, like everyone else in the community, I, the kids come and they feel like that. They're not, obviously, but that's the way that upperclassmen treat them because they were treated that way. So I think that bonds that you share with your dorm mates is huge. And so, you know, people miss out on that when they live locally. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like this ban wouldn't have happened if we didn't live in the dorms, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of common bonds that that's like friends for, for life. Yeah. And know? even like when like Aiden wasn't living in Spiller, but he lived close enough, like, he was living in the Hamilton Hall, and, like, that just made it easy for us to, like, kind of navigate, right. like, towards him, and that's where we met, actually. We met in the Hamilton basement at this practice room. Uh, Aiden was actually playing with another band or just, like, jamming with them, and we kind of just You just had to up. take them out back and yeah. shoot them. <laughs> right. So, um, the, the hall is actually named Spiller, yeah. That's cool. I wonder, is that someone's name probably? Yeah, I think that's someone's last name. They're probably going to have to change the name because I'm sure he owns slaves. Well, interestingly, <laughs> we looked it up because we were like, you know, that's a real fucking concern at the University of Oregon. Um, but turns out she was the... <laughs> yeah, it sounded like you were taping somebody. <laughs> that's Luke. Plug, um, uh, hey, Luke here. Um, anyway, so yeah. Anyway, no, but we looked it up because we're like, oh, goddamn, like, what if it is? And then it turns out that it's, she was the first female professor at the University of Oregon. That's awesome. Yeah. That actually is good. I think one of the best band names I've ever heard for a girl band was a group called Liz Estrada. And uh, that it was, I guess I'm going to totally get this wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was like a Greek war that it's a play about a, a war that the women in the town of Liz Estrada refused to have sex with their partners until the war ended. And so it ended the next day. <laughs> so, 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 uh, so you guys have some pretty exciting stuff on the horizon. You're getting ready to go on. Is this your second tour? Uh, this will be tour number like six or seven. Oh, wow. So um, I'm, I've got to check my facts. No, I, I don't uh, even, I didn't, I did like 10 minutes better of work, research. <laughs> uh, so six or seven. So you guys have traveled the country. Where are you all from? I mean, kind of different places. Yeah, so I, Luke, um, am from <laughs> South Lake Tahoe. Uh, Luke here is from Hong Kong, and then Luke here is from San Jose. Nice. And, and then Luke's from Maui. And Luke is from Maui. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, that's the cool thing about being on a college campus, again, is the diversity, people from all over the place. And I'm, I mean, you realize real fast that you're like, how did I not know these people? You know, which is cool. So when, what, what did your first, how did your first tour come about? I mean, how, how long was it after you met in the basement dungeon practice space that it just became something you were doing shows like house parties were the first thing or yeah um a big shout out goes out to um tim mansell and the blair house um they gave us our first opportunity to play a show probably like three four months after we started like jamming writing songs um it was this place down in the whitaker neighborhood in eugene um and they throw just like cool house shows very like diy supporting the music community really giving like young artists a platform and touring artists a platform to really kind of like show their stuff and right. that's and you so you guys didn't like try to you were 
quick to just get your feet wet in town. Like you weren't just going to be pigeonholed with the campus. It right. Sounds like, which yeah. is good. Cause it was a little bit of both, you know, we right. started off Blair, Blair house was, you know, way off campus. So that was more community, but you know, we also started getting hit up for house shows and we tried to really take any shows we could in the beginning, sure, you know, sure. as most artists do. That's a good thing to do though. Cause I think a lot of people will come here from a different place and then they just, they're like, Oh, this is such a small town. There's nothing to do. I'm like, have you been to the other side of that street? Yeah. Like, you know, and so that's cool that there's a lot of like little hipster venues and different, there's a lot, there's a huge music scene. I remember with sup with you girl, do you guys know who that is? It's okay. So the, I love my ducks hip hop song. That's trash. I love my ducks. Those guys were on an interview where they were asked about, because they made a song and it's good, it's catchy and it it blew up. But they were asked like, you know, what's the Eugene hip hop scene like? And they're like, well, there is no hip hop scene. It's like, go fuck yourself, dude. Like there's a huge hip hop scene. You just don't, you know, you haven't taken Mm -hmm. the time to meet the people. Mm -hmm. So I think that's good that you guys kind of ventured out quick. And, and then uh, that's what's interesting about the UG music scene is it's like people doing it themselves, you know, like right. it's less so like these established music venues, you know, there's Sam Bonds, there's, you know, the bigger acts like Black Forest used to be good and like the Wow Hall, you know, when you're up there, but it's a lot of people doing it out of their homes and a lot of people making it happen. Right. DIY. Mm-hmm. Right. And that, I mean, it's totally true. And, and now with tools, you know, that, I mean, you can get your music on Spotify pretty easy nowadays. And I think that's good. It, it It's unfortunate though, in some ways, because I think selling CDs was incredible because for local artists that shows, I always want to buy a CD from someone locally because you don't know if you're going to be able to see it, you know, to be able to access it again. I still do, you know, and then you just rip it to your computer, but you know, and keep it on a shelf. But so your first tour, how did that come about? Um, I mean, going back to that DIY spirit, you know, that really inspired us to be like, all right, if we can like make shows happen here, let's make them happen across you right. know California. So we went South and North actually for that first tour. And it was really just, Sitting around the kitchen table, sending, you know, fucking a lot of emails. Getting on MySpace. (laughs) Facebook, you know, like, I think Sam can speak to it. Sam Luke. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sam Luke here. (laughs) Yeah. um, First tour was pretty much a Pacific Northwest tour. We um, uh, didn't want to just go alone. So we hit up Aracoda. Rest in peace. Great, great band. Love those people. Right. but yeah, we, and they're we a local. Like, that's a local Eugene band as well. Yeah, no longer active really, right. but at the time, I think we we played with this band at the Blair House, and like, we were like, okay, we identify with this sound. We'd want to go on tour with them, and they were like, yeah, we're down. So, first uh, spring break of our sophomore years, we decided to um, yeah hit the road. So we played you know a good mixed bag of house shows and venue shows, just kind of up and down the Pacific Northwest. Right. And it was fun. It was a good time. I mean. It's cool when you start bumping elbows with other bands, like you said, and it gels. And it doesn't even, you know, you guys are such a unique style of music that it doesn't have to be the same genre. I think mixed genre shows are the best. That's what's know? great about, like, Eugene scene. I think everyone has their own, like, path. Like, I mean, there's some bands that, like, gel really well together. Like, I think Eugene, as, as far as, like, the local scene goes, I've, I've seen post-rock have the biggest camaraderie. Like, like bands like Gazelles, This Patch of Sky, Child's Speak. Right. They're, like, they've got their sounds and, like, they... They would gel on a bill really well together. Sure. But like, you get like, you know, we well, have to bands. have to, like, yeah. that music feels like you have to be doing homework or something. Like, <laughs> so, like, you know, if you're just, I, that, this past, I mean, this past seen guy is incredible. I've only oh, seen video, and I, uh, Kit is, he, he, no. he came into the barbershop, so he started growing his hair out more, but you should see it live. It, it oh, might change it, your mind. It's incredible. You might want to, no, like, I'm not just do making homework. it. I'm, I'm not, I'm just, <laughs> I, I'll give any band crap and then also <laughs> simultaneously love it, you cool. know, but. 
No, they're they're something special, and I, they're blowing up. Like they, oh, have, they did an audio tree. Like, yeah, they're chilling. I mean, they're like worldwide known. I, they have like almost a bigger audience outside of the United States. It's insane. Oh yeah, you know, and there's a lot of people that people don't realize locally are just huge. I mean, mm-hmm. Sapient and Lafa Taylor in the hip hop community, and I mean, I could drop more names, but those guys are huge. You know, outside of the area, it's like they can go grocery shopping here, and that's kind of rad when that happens. So. Do you guys have on your tours, have you started to feel kind of that celebrity status or is it just real like independent feel? Uh, Justin Luke here. Um, I don't think we really have like any of that status at all. Right. Yeah. Like whenever we tour, like, or like at least when we've toured the West Coast, like enough times, like this is what our seventh or eighth one, like it kind of just feels the same. We just make new and more friends it's just like, new people it's not like you don't see like a returning crowd i mean it's just whoever happens to be kind of hitting the show that night They're like the venue essentially yeah um yeah it's just like a lot of just we just make a lot new like more friends and music friends and connections with bands that right. we really like and we like want to play with and then their friends would actually come out to the shows and like they discover us through like you know, the show, and then that would, like, keep happening the more... In a like, lot of ways, those are the tour. best shows, though. Like, the ones that are a little bit more intimate with the smaller crowd. I mean, what you know, I'm sure some of the nights it's pretty packed, you know, and then other nights it's coffee houses <clears throat> and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. where, When you set venues, what do you... I mean, how did how did you find them? Just through networking and asking different people, what's a place? Hey, what's up, Tacoma? Like, do you, you know, something like that? Yeah, I mean, what's up, Denny's, too? You know, it's like... <laughs> Yeah, what's the story behind Denny's? Oh, that's a so, question and a question here. So the story about that video, the what the fuck's up, Denny's? It's like the Denny's was about to close down, so this hardcore band like asked like the management, like, hey, can we just throw a show here before it's like done? And they're like, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> nice. So you guys, you guys, are some hardcore band played there? Yeah, oh, Sorry, that's I rad. Become like I don't know, like meme. Oh, music nice. meme. Yeah. See, I'm 36, dude. I don't, I don't. The only memes I know are making fun of Trump. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. To go back to the um, tour booking, it, it's the same thing that kind of Justin was mentioning. Like, you know, you meet these people at shows, and they know someone. And then when it comes tour time, you hit up all these people that you've mm-hmm. talked to at shows. You know, you're like, oh, a band played in Arizona. Oh, we let we know someone in Arizona. Oh, they played right. in Seattle. Oh, we know someone in Seattle now. Like, people hit me up all the time asking me if I could book shows, and I'm like, dude, I don't know anyone. Like, <laughs> I mean, I can, but it's so tough to get certain dates. And when I'm not motivated, back in the day, it felt like because I used to do a lot of shows with you know hip hop groups, and I was lucky that the people we were also motivated that like there was a bunch of us. And so it was like, Hey, we're doing a show here. And you just, I don't know how we kept it straight, you know? Cause it was all mm-hmm. local. I mean, we didn't tour. I think the farthest we made, it's like cottage Grove, Yeah, <laughs> you know? And <laughs> I mean, I only had a bus pass, you know? So it's a little <laughs> tricky, but, um, so Luke, what would you say is your biggest like musical influence? I know this is kind of an individual. So we'll, Luke, we'll start with you. All right. Luke, Luke Mendoza here. Um, so yeah, I think when we started, so like Luke, when Luke and I started hanging out, um, Luke and Sam, okay, all right. Um, <laughs> let's, I think drop, we, let's drop the facade. We, yeah, we sort of like bonded, like we, we were both uh, guitar jazz majors, and so that was like definitely big influence, but also like um, just this like indie emo punk sort of world of like like bands like Joyce Manor, Modern Baseball, kind of like, we were like, oh dang, like, yeah, and like Title Fight, but then... Um, Justin and I 
when we hung out, we bonded over progressive metal bands like Animals as Leaders, just like this really technical shit. And it was like, we're like, whoa, we're stoked. And like, we would, we would go skating and like just talk about that. And then Aiden um, comes from more of like like indie folk background. And so I think all these bands kind of came together that formed this initial spiller sound. Um, but I think as the years went on, um, you know, the jazz school took its toll and like we right. <laughs> started um, experimenting more with like these crazier harmonies, I suppose, and like rhythms and um, like like going back to this hip hop scene in Eugene. I'm not sure if you're familiar with like Breakfast Boys, Leisure League or like like Smythe or any of these people, no. but started befriending them. And I think right. hanging out with them and playing music with them influenced because then they would like come and MC on our sets and we would like play beats live and that sort of shaped maybe like the third year more or less and then um i think the direction we're headed in now is kind of like you know hanging on to those roots of like the indie emo punk but then like blending in math rock which is sort of like you know wonky odd meters but also like we really like like neo soul now like i think like this whole like like d'angelo erica badu like right child right all over the place i noticed that with with listening to some of your stuff that it's like Hard to, the time signatures switch up and all kinds of stuff. It's good. You yeah, know, that's yeah. cool. I mean, because I'm just like four four, dude. Four four with the yeah. sixteen bar verse <laughs> and an eight bar hook. Let's just do that, and then like when I'm done, it's done. It's done. Like an outro, I'll just fade out. <laughs> so like, it's cool. You know, I mean, I, my music was just amateurish stuff to just get my point across, and and it's cool. It's like spoken word hip hop, but I mean, I love it, and that's why this podcast exists is because that music started and it, it allowed me to learn how to use a mic and all that good stuff, and it's cool now with you know, your creative energy can get out and can be spread fast. And I love it. So, so Luke, when, um, <laughs> I can't, I crack myself up. Uh, what, what is your probably favorite place that you guys have played like around the country, obviously Eugene, but like outside of Eugene, what was the one night or one place that you went that was just amazing? Uh, so Seattle has a place called the Vera Project, which is like fucking like King DIY venue. Like, <laughs> right? It's fucking. You have to go through like a fridge to get in there. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's cool because people who showed up were there. They paid ten dollars to see the show, and they were there to see the music, which is like kind of sad to say, but can sometimes be like you know like hard to get a full house like that. Sure. You know? At the DIY level, at least. Um. So that was fucking cool. You know, this past summer we went on a national tour and we played in like. Boston, we had a really great time. We played with a band called The Most, which is one of our shouts out to The Most. Check out The Most. Um, We played in Manhattan. We played um, in Long Island and all these places. Minneapolis was actually fucking hyphy as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Played in Art Gallery. That's pretty rad because those places are all hotbeds for music in their own right. I mean, Minneapolis is known for some of my favorite hip hop, you know? It's fucking sick there. Like, yeah. Not That's, expecting it, but it was tight. And then the kids are just different. And it's like, it feels like when you live in a town, like I'm sure when people come here, they're like, wow, this scene's really cool, but we think it's stale and like people are stupid. But like, <laughs> but like realistically it is, we're lucky for, for the size of a town that we live in, in Eugene, how big of a, a scene it is. Totally. And kind of back, to, I think another point with that, like touring thing and like the, how, how the tours end up happening. It's like, we're realizing with more and more tours that the West coast is kind of like like it's like this like web honestly and you realize people are more interconnected oh yeah from washington to california it's like like you keep like scratching right. the paper and the picture keeps getting clearer. right like, oh wow like and it's getting smaller level you know? up like your yeah. xp right. gets higher yeah. right and it, it's cool going on these tours you know where we could be in la and see a tour poster of a band you know 
we played with maybe two weeks ago and we're like, oh shit, they're going to be here next right. week. Like, and there's been multiple times where we've ran into bands from Eugene on the road. Like, shouts out to like Southtown Lanes, rest in peace. Oh. Like, two that's times. A ba- is that a band from, that's a band from Eugene? Yeah. 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 And then our that, heroes. Because that, like, that named after the bowling alley? Yeah. yeah. When it burned. Dude, there was yeah. a year, to get off point a little bit, I'm from here. And there was a year that we lost Civic Stadium, the bowling alley, and Movies 12 in the same year. <laughs> and it was just like, my childhood just died. Oh, like, I felt like an orphan. Rip. Seriously. But, um, and I mean, the fires with with uh, Civic Stadium, that was actually depressing. The baseball field in Eugene, when it burnt down, people are like up on the hill, like just watching it go. <laughs> and it had been there for like 100 years. And I swear that there was a big fight. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the story, but there was a big fight over... Um, you know, what they were going to do with the land because the baseball, the minor league baseball team had started playing on campus or next to Autzen. And the people that own the building were trying to work it out. And I swear they were like, these little kids went into the press box and were like messing with the leaves in there with a lighter or something. And I swear they were like, it'd be a shame if something happened. Because <laughs> they wanted it to be gone. And it, Same kids that burned the gorge. I don't know if it's the same kids. And, oh, man. like it's a little evil. Yeah, those those guys probably make like they probably make some Marilyn Manson music, but but uh uh so this tour is coming up right in time for the holidays. Uh you, you guys are just doing how many dates is it? Uh we got nine shows and one radio kind of session. No, so, oh, like a live like rocket. a live session down in like Cal Poly. So we're doing like pretty much 10 for 10. I was going to have um you guys I thought about asking you guys to play here, but since only Luke could come like, I just, you know, I was like, maybe that's not going to work out. So, you know, we'll play a song at the end of this, but that'll be good. Um, what else should I ask you guys? What what the hell is plant rock? <laughs> uh, it's kind of some petty bullshit. Um, it's petty? Yeah, so, like, <laughs> I made this poster. We were playing at Sam Bonds maybe, like, two years ago. It was, like, it's, like, a spiller-only show. So we're like, all right, we'll do some, like, real promo for it. I made a poster. I thought it looked pretty cool, you know, like... So it was beautiful, yeah. It was really. Nice. It was like it was, it was nice. Like our plant Jeffrey, this house plant. Oh, you have a, a plant that you and... named. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I I, didn't, I wasn't saying. So any Jeffrey judgments. was sitting on top of our speakers, right? And it was in black and white, and it was aesthetic. Very and we put, symmetrical. Very symmetrical. We put you know spiller at Sam Bonds. So then you know I'm at UO. You know I'm in the ad school. So I take it to my, one of my design professors. And think, hey, like, what do you think is most? I thought it was your voice or his voice? <laughs> that was me, you okay. know, like as like, you know, three years ago. I okay. Been through some changes. <laughs> Finally grew up. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, like, this poster makes no sense. Like, to me, it's like, what is this? Do you guys play plant rock? And I'm like, essentially, I was like, well, fuck you. Like, now we do. Like, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> my awesome. fragile eagle was bruised. and He didn't even know what that meant. Like, <laughs> I wanted, we have to ask him. We're going to have to get him on the well, podcast. What the hell is plant rock, dude? You can find but either, either way, because of your love of foliage, I, I basically, in the description for this podcast episode, I basically just ripped your bio from your Facebook page. So their love of foliage, which I'm guessing probably has some oregano reference or something. I don't know. But uh, so what are you guys all doing for Christmas then? Are you going to be back or not celebrating? That's I should holidays. Yeah. Sorry. The California Luke's here. We'll, I mean, we'll be, we'll be home already. Right. So it's just a matter of driving a few miles and then. Um, so are you doing one of the shows like in your hometown? Yeah, yeah. That's we always kind of make a point to stop at the art boutique in San Jose. That's just like my your headquarters. My teen years of all ages DIY music. Best spot ever. Shouts out to Dan Vado. Just like you go in and it's a comic book shop, and then you go past these curtains, and it's the best music v- venue ever. And 
His son, uh, Dustin, shouts out to Dustin Votto, does the best sound. Shout out to the back office. Ooh, the back, back office. office. <laughs> Love that space. Um, yeah, no, it's just very wholesome time. Um, so yeah, we always make a point to stop there. That's right. Show, and so. I'm sure that your friends from school, high school and stuff are always... Yeah, we'll, we'll see I'll at least see a, a, a few faces there. So. The ones that are just living out front of 7-Eleven doing math and stuff. like. <laughs> Every single last one of them. Every one of them. I mean, yeah, I don't know much about San Jose, but I'm sure it's no different. But uh, that's cool. So, um, I mean, we could wrap this up, you know, if you guys don't have any. What I mean, you want to tell a joke? Uh, what do you What do you get when you mix LSD and birth control? A trip without the kids? Oh, I don't know. Uh, okay, so we're going to go ahead. Hey, th- guys, thanks for coming. You're a really cool band. It's uh, it's it's cool to meet people that have such a unique sound, and Eugene embraces that. So it's a town that that is a great launching pad for you, I'm sure. Uh, so we're gonna go ahead and play a track from the band Spiller. They're gonna be on tour. Their website is Spiller Live, and that's where you'll get all the dates. And Facebook is obviously a good place, and then IG. We put the link yeah. in the description, and we're plugged. Yeah, we're fully plugged and repped and all that cool stuff. Yeah. I'm not hip, dude. No. So thanks for coming, guys. Hey, thanks for, yeah, having, thanks us. for having us. Thanks so much, Luke. And Luke, it's been an honor. <laughs> there are days where I would like to pull a Chris McCann's dress without frozen fate. For the sake of coming back, a better friend.
I know Be the bouncer for all your worst dreams Render to dust when you wake There are days where I would like to pull a Christmas canvas just without frozen face For the sake of coming back A better friend, a better son, a lover 